1: current community affairs the news and news you need to know you are on the line with dean Beck. it's thursday the
2: 21st of january 2016 thank you very much for joining me on the line today i put together a little montage of interviews that i collated at midsummer carnival check it out when- We're at Midsummer Carnival 2016, Simon K Paterson looks after the marketing for Manhunt.net and Manhunt has been a sponsor of Midsummer for how long now Simon? Uh, 2008 was the
3: first Midsummer that we sponsored so it's fantastic to be here yet again and of course we're a fantastic supporter and we love being a part of it.
2: Now you've got your boys out in force, they're looking absolutely divine as always, Uh, you always attract a bit of attention here at uh, Carnival Day, is it just about the boys? No, I don't think it's just about the boys, I I think people you know, know and love Manhunt. You know we're the biggest hookup site in the world for men looking for other men for all sorts of things. Um, but look, boys in speedos. You know, our uniform theory is less is more, and maybe that helps. Well, it is an integral part of the colour movement of Carnival Day. You've got uh, your pool party coming up too. We do indeed. Saturday the sixth of February. It's the closing weekend of midsummer. So what better way than to spend eight hours of DJs and party poolside with the Manhunt? team. It's a fantastic event and tickets are available at midsummer.org.au Simon Patterson, as always, beautifully done. Thank you very much for joining us on Joy. Thank you. Midsummer 2016, it's Carnival Day and here at the Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission tent is the Director of Victoria's Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission, Catherine Dixon. Thank you for joining us on Joy.
4: Hi Dean. thank you very much for having me.
2: Let's fill us in on what uh, the Human Rights Commission has been doing here in Victoria for the last 12 months because uh, they've got a few runs on the board in years gone past. What's been on the agenda for the last 12 months?
4: Well the last 12 months the Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission has been doing what it does in terms of training, dispute resolution, managing complaints, um, education, providing information to the community um, about their rights. We've also been doing some really important work in schools with Fairgo Sport. Our most recent work has been a series of videos that we're producing to celebrate uh, 15 years of the protected attributes in the Equal Opportunity Act that protect LGBTI people.
2: It's a long time coming, 15 years to get those things ticked off and there's still a few things to tick off.
4: Yeah, that's right. But what we've tried to do with these um, videos that we're producing is to celebrate the fact that it's been 15 years since we've had the protected attributes in our Act of sexual orientation as well as gender identity and to really celebrate all of the people that have worked so hard to get those attributes into the Act and to remember the hard work that they've done. And, you know, the first film, and I'll talk to you about it, but the first film that we're producing really sort of is a who's who of who's sort of been there and in the activist world and we're really proud of their work and we really want to remind people of, of the hard work that's been done. We
2: uh, see in the trailer of that film the likes of Jamie Gardner and uh, the, the lovely Sally Goldner. And they, these are activists who have, in the early days, been very much uh, ostracised by uh, their activism. They're now embraced as community leaders. Um, and for them uh, to to then be immortalised, I guess, in film, this is a, a great honour.
4: Yeah, that's right. So the film features people like Sally Goldner, Ro Allen, Anna Brown, Jamie Gardner, Ruth McNair, and then some of the that have been involved like Rob Holes and most recently um, Martin Foley and it is a real tribute to those activists because you're right, um, they've really, th- their journey I think shows the journey of, of our community because in, in many ways there is, there is much greater acceptance now and it's because of their hard work and the hard work of you know, all of us really.
2: Now the movie is called Pride Not Prejudice. Its first screens, the opening night, is on Thursday the 28th of January and I believe of the 200 tickets available, 100 have already gone.
4: Yeah, that's that's right. We've only really just um, started to promote the film and you're right, already 100 seats uh, have been taken so make sure everyone out there that you come along as I said it's Treasury Theatre um, and it's the 28th of January from 5.30 it's for free and it's the first of a series of films that we'll that we'll be doing to to celebrate the 15 year anniversary.
2: Now, we're very familiar with uh, your Commissioner, Kate Jenkins. Tell us what the role of Director of Victoria's Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission is. What what do you do, Catherine?
4: The, Dean, the role of Director is like a, a Deputy Commissioner, really, so it's the second in charge, if you like. And so I help Kate, the Commissioner, with all of the operations of the Commission. So, as I was saying before, we have a complaint handling function where we provide dispute resolution we provide education and training. We do a lot of work, systemic work with the community, um, and we intervene in legal cases. And we've got a big, you know, communications um, focus uh, for the community. And so, all of those operations, um, I'm involved in making sure that we deliver on those. And we have a board, and so I make sure we're accountable as well to our board, and then really step in for the commissioner when she's not available to to do events and other things as well.
2: Hence why you're here today, which we're most pleased to have you. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about a uh, long-serving member of your staff, Peter, who recently retired? Um, We shouldn't uh, uh, let this opportunity go by without acknowledging his great work.
4: Yes, Peter Goulet, who was a long-standing member of the Commission, and when I started, which was only a year ago, he was probably the first person that I went to talk to because he's... The sort of wise you know person (laughs) to to speak to at the commission to remember what's gone before to not be reinventing the wheel and to just get some wise guidance and counsel on really the commission itself and and its history and he's just he is a wonderful person and I know he's going to be now part of our important alumni but uh, he's he's just a very gracious person and very active politically and You know, he's done a lot, particularly in the area of fairgo Sport, which I mentioned before is one of our programs, um, of making sure that LGBTI people feel that they can play sport, that they're not alienated and discriminated in in that area, and not not just in sporting clubs but also in schools. So that's an important piece of work that he really uh, was at the forefront of.
2: And we should, uh, you know, it's work uh, from people like Peter who... It goes unnoticed. Um, you know, people like Cater in the spotlight. Uh, you know, people like uh, Rowena Allen and, and the activists uh, are, you know, banging on doors and, and making things happen. But those things don't happen without uh, the bureaucrats making it uh, tick over and, and making sure all the t's are crossed and the i's are dotted. And so. Um, uh, I'm glad we've acknowledged him accordingly. Catherine Dixon, thank you very much for joining us on Joy, and happy Midsummer to you.
4: Thanks, Dean. Happy Midsummer to you. In fact, can I just say before I go that I used to have a radio show on Joy. Ah. I did. It was called The Lipstick Lounge, and in fact I was looking up recently how long ago it was that we did a live broadcast from Midsummer, and would you believe it was 2002, I think. Wow. Yeah, which is around the time that Joy got its full-time licence, license, yeah. 2002, 2003, so it's a pleasure to be here.
2: The Director of Victoria's Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission, Catherine Dixon, joining us here at Midsummer Carnival 2016. The Enough HIV Stigma Campaign is one of the uh, core efforts of Living Positive Victoria to help reduce the stigma associated with HIV. Brenton guy is the coordinator of that campaign. Uh, tell us what you're doing here today.
1: We're out in force today, Dean. Um, all of our um, we recruited all of our volunteers and our staff are here to spread the messages of our campaign, and that is to bring awareness to the damaging effects of stigma on um, on HIV, and um, and how that is our biggest battle at the moment. Making people aware that HIV is not something that, that needs to continue to be traumatised about and stigmatised and discriminated against. The more we can get that message out, the better we will be as a community, the better we will be as a healthy community um, and all of the well-being, positive well-being aspects that go with that.
2: We've managed to achieve so much in the science and medical fields and yet the stigma still remains and uh, remains a barrier to uh, people getting tested, to people getting on treatment early. And it is the one thing that keeps to uh, perpetuating the uh, new infections here in this country and right around the world. The Enough Campaign is uh, only part of what you're doing here at Midsummer uh, Carnival, but uh, throughout the Midsummer season, you're doing some other things as well.
1: We'll be out loud and proud walking down Fitzroy Street for Pride March. We'll be going up to Dalesford for chill-out. In between times, we're supporting a number of um, cultural events, some theatre and some art um, that is dealing with, specifically with HIV stigma, and taking our messages to new audiences, the audiences that we don't capture here at Carnival or Pride March, audiences who, people who don't come to these big events but do go to theatre and do go and see art. We're trying to get our messages out through those avenues as well um, because that is a very important way of... Of, um, of getting our message out to the widest possible audience.
2: Brenton and Guy, you uh, have a long association with Midsummer as a, an organisation. Um, it must fill you with joy to see uh, so many people out on such a beautiful day as someone who uh, was there in its formative years.
1: I've been to every Midsummer Festival in one capacity or another. Yes, Dean, I've been um, on the board and chair for, for three years and, um, and a volunteer throughout. I've found another way of enjoying my Midsummer, uh, more as a punter now, but also assisting in other community organisations. I'm also um, representing GALFA, the Gay and Lesbian Foundation of Australia, partly today because I, um, I believe they do great work for raising um, funds for the community and dispersing it to, to members of our community in need. Um, particularly homelessness and ageing are our, our two um, agendas at the moment. So, um, uh, yes, as to go back to your original statement, it thrills me no end to be able to come here every year um, and see that the community is getting stronger and stronger and bigger and bigger and more out, more loud and more colourful, and our presence is just growing every year.
2: Brenton Guy, thanks for joining us on Joy here at Midsummer Carnival 2016.
1: Happy Midsummer.
2: I'm actually joined by Leanne from the Gay and Lesbian Switchboard, also known as QLife here in this state. Leanne, tell us about the important work that you and your organisation does on an almost daily basis.
5: Absolutely daily. We um, have our volunteer phone and web chat counsellors on seven days a week and our hours have actually extended. We're on from 3pm until midnight. Now, seven days a week, and it happens to be our 25th anniversary.
2: Congratulations. Now, tell us what sort of things come through that switchboard. Um, I know that you're on the QLife network, which is a national network. Here in Victoria, what are the things that uh, our community requires from you?
5: The, I guess the four or five top reasons why people call, because they can call us about anything, even sure. just to have a chat, um, is around really just wanting to make a connection, to say hello through loneliness, isolation, whether it's people who for whatever reason don't have a wide network of friends or family or because of where they live they're a bit isolated or they may have some disability or whatever. So just wanting to have a chat is a major reason. Um, Relationship issues because we've found that sometimes mainstream therapists and psychologists don't always understand the um, perhaps complexities of our relationship, so it's great to talk with someone who's a peer. Um, and also, as you would suspect, um, coming out is also something that people call about, and not just younger people who come well, out, I was, g- was,
2: was going to say, um, what, what's the sort of age... Variants that you have to deal with. Um, Who calls? What what does that demographic look like?
5: Well, most of our calls are probably from the 20 to 40-year-old age group. Which
2: is still pretty
1: broad.
5: Yeah, that's right. We do get older people. I remember a story when um, the Michael Parkinson interview with Ian Thorpe was on television. Um, Our counsellor on duty that night got a call from a 70-year-old man to say, I'm gay. I'm just meaning to say that. I've never said it out loud in my life. Wow. And he just wanted, he didn't want to do anything about it, didn't want to talk about it. He just wanted to tell someone. That's amazing. It is amazing. We found with our web chat, though, that's where the younger group's coming in. Um, every young person's got a phone, but they're not using them to make phone calls. They're using them for everything else. So the increase in web chat something like 400% in the last 12
2: months. Extraordinary and such important work that the Gay and Lesbian Switchboard does here in this state and and nationally through the QLife network. Now, tell us about uh, the important event that Switchboard is doing for Midsummer 2016. We've got here with us... Carol Allen, who's running a a, a talk, but uh, Leanne, perhaps you could introduce it for us.
5: Absolutely, Carol Anne works with us closely with our with our counsellors, as well as being in private practice. And one of the things we we know in our communities is that. Um, Coming out doesn't always mean that we retain our family ties. Um, We know a lot of people who have estranged families and we particularly know now that we're just after Christmas and New Year, that can be a difficult time. And that can be something that goes on for years, even after parents pass away. we thought it was important to actually have something at Midsummer where we can have a conversation about something that's um, quite personal and relevant to our communities that's uh, a bit different than the um, sex drags and rock and roll and all sorts of things like that.
2: Carol Ann, your speech, Making Peace With Your Parents, um, I imagine it puts a lot of people into a state of flux when their parents die and they've not had that conversation with their parents Um, whether they've not come out to their parents or or whether they have and then it's been estranged. How do we make peace with our parents?
0: Well the truth is is that the peace is with ourselves and until we actually have in some way a, a peace in ourselves about our parents we carry that with us so I would hope that people can have a chance to do that with their parents while they're alive But even when our parents go, the pain of the disconnection quietly lives in us and has impacts. The other thing about it with our families is that at any time, when we settle into a disconnection with family, when we in a way kind of disappear ourselves in our families, what we're also losing the opportunity for is to be the leaders in our families, to be the mentors in our families. The change makers. The change makers, that's right. And what what I will be talking about really is acknowledging the courage and the act of imagination it takes to imagine making peace with people that have been problematic for a long time. And if anyone can do it, our community can do it because when you think about it, courage and imagination is what brings us all together.
2: It also gives us great strength to make our families wrong. Tell us why that is not the most productive way to live.
0: Well, there, because if they stay wrong for us, then we carry that. And in fact, we set up in ourselves uh, a division in the world between people who are right and people who are wrong. One of the points that I want to bring, bring out in my talk is that disconnections in families although they may be prompted or, or, or triggered by coming out. The, the reasons why disconnection happens in families is not necessarily that precipitant. It's about the capacities that people have, the resources they have internally to actually cope with conflict, to tolerate difference to be available for um, staying connected even in the presence of tension and disharmony. It's still possible to stay connected. So I don't think it's really ultimately about people being right or people being wrong. I think it's about people being skillful or unskillful. And that's what I'd like to talk about.
2: There's a lot of empowerment with the ability to forgive.
0: Absolutely there's empowerment to forgive and the greatest empowerment is with yourselves because the the release of the pressure. You know, it's interesting, people who have a long-standing enmity with someone and they disconnect with them, there's this belief that that actually separates them from them. But in fact, that's just another form of intense connection, But, but it's a negative connection.
2: Well, this year, as part of Midsummer 2016, the Gay and Lesbian Switchboard here in Victoria are putting together a special talk with carol Ann Allen, Making Peace With Your Parents. It's on Wednesday, the 3rd of February. It's at 6.30pm. You'll find more information at midsummer.org.au. Leanne and carol Ann, thank you so much for joining us here on Joy.
0: Thank you, Dean. Thanks a lot, Dean.
2: Victorian AIDS Council CEO oh, is Simon Ruth. Ruth. He is with us here at Midsummer Carnival 2016. Simon, Yet again, periodical survey. Why is the periodical survey so important?
6: Um, Dean, the periodic survey is phenomenally important to us. It's been going for many, many years now, and it's a national survey across the country, and it lets us know what's going on in gay men's lives, how their relationships are working, uh, who they're having sex with, how they're having sex, whether they're using drugs, what role that plays in their lives... And it's really the only survey in the country that tells us about gay men's relationships and how they manage those relationships. So for us, in designing campaigns and designing services, uh, it's a seminal piece of research that helps provide us with the information we need to target our campaigns appropriately.
2: You've got an army of volunteers here at the Midsummer Carnival, which you have each year. Uh, It must be a delight for you as the the CEO
6: to see so many people willing to give their time uh, to help the cause. Um, yeah, it's, you know, this year's fantastic. We're promote, we've got the Gay Periodic Survey again. Uh, we're looking at Drama Down Under and Touch Base, the new drug and alcohol website. Um, ever since the conference last year, you know, volunteers have been coming out of the woodwork for us. So, you know, it's a fantastic time to be in a community organisation when you've got so many community members wanting to participate and be part of what you're doing.
2: Now, you've set yourself up an absolutely amazing oasis here. It's like uh, some sort of... Palm Paradise here at the middle of uh, the Carnival Day, and you've got all of your campaigns featured as well. The Touchbase is the newest one. Tell us about that because it's uh, already starting to make an impact.
6: Uh, so, Touchbase is our national drug and alcohol website for the gay, lesbian, bi, trans, and intersex communities. And as far as we know, it's the only website worldwide that talks about drug use and how it interacts with HIV medications, how it interacts with hormones. And it's a harm reduction website. It looks at the way that our community uses drugs and it talks honestly and openly about how to prevent harms, avoid addiction and take care of yourselves while you're using drugs in your everyday life.
2: It's an amazing resource. Check it out. touchbase.org.au Simon, this is just uh, the first of many things for
6: VAC throughout Midsummer. What else are you doing? Uh, Midsummer's always a very busy time with us. So Tuesday night's our hypothetical, which you're going to be one of the panellists on again. Um, And this year's hypothetical, hosted by Adam Richards, uh, Tom Ballard will be there, Denise Scott, Sophie Ishmael who's a candidate for Melbourne, Tim Wilson the Human Rights Commissioner and we will have a bit of a political election, a federal election event this year. Uh, then on Thursday there's the Company of Men exhibition which we're a sponsor of with ACON. Pride March is always a big day for us as well and Melbourne Mooning of course uh, we're the Laird Holder fundraiser for us. The men of Melbourne show their, their many talents
2: <laughs> to the community. Midsummer Mooning is always uh, entertaining if nothing else. Simon, Ruth, I'll let you get back to enjoy this glorious day here at Midsummer Carnival, twenty sixteen. Thank you very much for joining us here on Joy. Cheers, thank you, Dan. Now I've made the brave transition from the community end of Midsummer 2016 to the sporting end of Midsummer 2016. Jade Gulliver joins us. She is a former Joy presenter. She is one of the board members of the Purple Bombers. Uh, did I get that right? Yes, you did. <laughs> Jade, how's the Purple Bombers going? I mean, Essendon's in uh, all sorts of drama at the moment. Uh, is it worth even putting your team forward for 2016 on that field?
7: Of course it is, Dean. We're uh, constantly positive about our chances and, look, I think um, the, the support that we've had today is actually shown that um, there are a lot of Essendon supporters out there who are still positive about what the team's got to offer and now that the team needs us more than ever and that's what we intend to do, uh, they support us and we support them. Now,
2: you know that there's always been gays and lesbians that have supported Essendon. Since forming Purple Bombers... I imagine it's given them more reason to step forward. Are you finding uh, that you know people are still finding out about the Purple Bombers? And is this one of the most important events for you guys to recruit uh, new members?
7: Definitely is Dean. Um, this year, uh, the, we've, I'd say we probably had about a 50-50 of people who had never heard of us before and uh, saw our banners and said, oh you, you guys are with the Bombers and uh, come and have a chat and found out about us and, and what we stand for. And, you know, know, you know. We had some people already say, "I want to go to games with you and, and sit with you and all of that." So, and then we've got some people who already knew us. But you know, I think these, this kind of event is you know crucial for, for uh, groups like us uh, to get out there in the community and for people to learn more about us.
2: So, Jade, uh, if we are talking to someone who might kind of like us and then they sort of support them. What would you encourage them to do ahead of this rather tumultuous time for the football club?
7: Uh, I think the hashtag is back our boys the uh-huh. Uh, So, you know, look, um, I've joined up as a member this year, I'm a member of the Purple Bombers and I'll be going to every game regardless, you know, I think the team needs us. Um, They need to know that they're supported and, you know, it's it's not, we're not just there for the good times, we're there for the difficult times and and this is probably one of the most difficult times in the club's history to say that we could be there when things were down and uh, could only get better, you know, that's, that's important too.
2: Jade Gulliver, board member of Purple Bombers, thanks for joining us today here at Midsummer Carnival 2016. Thank you, Dean. Well, I've just run into a man who, uh, well, he's on the periphery of our community, let's say that, but uh, he is, of course, David Ball, the father of Jason Ball, and it's his club, the Yarra Glen Football and Netball Club, that run the Pride Cup each and every year. David Ball, the Pride Cup again in 2016. When's it going to be? Yes, it's um, April 16, so it's a Saturday, April
3: 16. Uh, It's in fact our first game of the season, and um, we'll be playing King Lake this year. So uh, they're a neighbour. Sharing the love. Sharing (laughs) the love, yeah. King King Lake's a good community club, you know, they had to recover from the bushfires, and they've been very, very supportive, and in fact they approached us and wanted to be part of it. So that that was wonderful.
2: Fantastic. Well, it's uh, a rebuilding year for the Yarra Glen Football and Netball Club, seeing uh, last year was uh, challenged on a number of levels not the least of which uh, you ended up at the bottom of the ladder. So um, what can we expect at Pride Cup this year?
3: Uh, Well, it'll be a really good game. Um, King Lake played off in the grand final last year, so they're they're a top side and I think they've recruited well. Uh, We've recruited well. I think we had a good uh, team last year, but we just couldn't get it on the field each week, but... Um, It's looking very solid this
2: year so I think it'll be a cracker of a game. Now your son Jason Ball has uh, made the transition from uh, sporting field to the political field and is representing the Greens in the seat of Higgins for the forthcoming federal election. Uh, What can we expect from the young lad? Um, Well I'm certain that uh, Kelly O'Dwyer is going to be
3: very very worried when um, they start doing their polling because uh, I think he'll give it a real shake. Uh, He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good person as well as a good representative, and um, unfortunately, he um, injured his knee, um, so he's not playing football this year, which has freed up a bit of time for his campaign. So, with that extra time, it could be a real threat. It's the perfect
2: excuse for him to say goodbye to footy and throw himself headfirst into the electioneering campaign for 2016. David, well, we'll see you at Pride Cup on, uh, in April. What's the date again? April 16th, Saturday the 16th of April. Thank you for joining us here at Midsummer Carnival 2016. Most welcome, thanks Dean. Now the last time I met this person, I was working behind the bar at Three Faces and Ken Payne was playing hostess with the mostess. Now I've been the one hosting the lovely Carlotta on the main stage here at Carnival 2016. Carlotta, what a great day.
8: Oh fantastic darling, and what a great honour that they asked me to come down and be an ambassador for it.
2: Now you've uh, got a great history in uh, not only on TV but of course your performance career but uh, it all came together in a wonderful movie made about you.
8: Yes, it was... Uh, look, uh, to be quite honest, I've never watched it. Um, you don't want to or no, what? No, no, no. I got a bit annoyed because... Um, uh, look, it, it won three Acker Awards which I was thrilled for because the actors in it were fantastic. And... Um, it originally was going to be a miniseries, but uh, Abbott got into government and the ABC funds were cut. So it got concertina down to a movie. Uh, because there was a lot more to it, so maybe one day they'll do the second half, who knows.
2: Were you consulted on the production?
8: Yes, I was. I went in and saw the reading, with uh, all the actors were chosen. Uh, I spent a bit of time with Jessica Marias, and then I walked away from it because... I knew it was in safe hands, I already agreed with the script, and um, I just thought, there's nothing worse than, and I've never been a diva anyway, hanging out, oh no, that's not right, that's right, and holding up production and that, because these things cost money.
2: So in the end, uh, you signed off at script stage, and you were happy with that? Yeah, I was, yeah. Well, can I tell you, I thought it was pretty great. Oh, thanks, yeah.
8: I've Apparently a
2: lot of my friends were
8: oh, I was crying. I said, well, that's how it happened.
2: Now, Carlotta, not only uh, are you renowned for your years of entertainment, but you're back here in 2016 to do even more of that. Tell us what we can expect for your show here as part of Midsummer. I'm
8: doing something I don't usually do. I'm doing a a show with uh, Michael Griffiths, who's a great pianist and entertainer, and uh, while well, we're sharing, he's doing the first half and he's, doing, he's playing the piano for me for the second half. I can assure you, they don't come along to hear my singing. They come along because <laughs> they, love, they love my patter. That's what they come along for. But, you know, I can belt out a song, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's like a little cabaret thing. And how are you doing
2: these, soft?:
8: I'm very happy. Doing Studio 10 twice a month. Um, I never thought I'd be doing this at my age. I must admit, I tried to retire. I got bored, so I went back in it. But anyway, I think they were happy
2: I did. Well, can I say we are so pleased to have you back in Melbourne and oh. a part of Midsummer 2016? Great to see you, I and hope thanks you for coming back down. You know what? I was in a restaurant
8: yesterday, and I looked out, and I said to my friends I was with, and I said, do "You know what? You know what Melbourne is?
2: You feel like you're in Europe.
8: It is unique."
2: Well, I suggest that that's a great compliment. It so is thank a great you. Compliment. The one and only Carlotta joining us on Joy here at Midsummer Carnival 2016.
3: on the line. Gay and lesbian news and interviews with Dean Beck.
8: Made in Melbourne for Australia and the world.
1: Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.